This is the Growlers Nation podcast, the official podcast of the Newfoundland Growlers. And now here's your host, Growlers play-by-play voice, Chris Ballard. Welcome back to the Growlers Nation podcast, the ECHL's favorite podcast. I'm Chris Ballard, play-by-play voice of the Newfoundland Growlers. So happy to have you aboard uh, again this week. And uh, and again, uh, we're just going to roll right into our uh, very special guest here today, my friend and yours, the mustachioed one himself, number 24, Alex Goodbranson. Goody, thanks for doing this today. No worries, Bal. Thanks for having me. No problem. So let's, uh, every time we have uh, one of these podcasts with a returning player from last season, the conversation all everyone still wants to talk about is the championship run from last season. So we're why not just jump right into that? Uh, last season, certainly special for a lot of people, and I know it was special for yourself. Kind of what did it mean to you, I guess, to, to be a part of what ended up being a, a very significant moment in this province's history, not even just sports history, kind of how did that all sit with you now that the dust has settled? Uh, I mean, you look at it now, and it's a, the only word I can really describe it. It's just surreal, really. And, I mean, I think you just hit it right on the head there with, you know, just how big and how significant it was for, you know, everybody in Newfoundland and this province and to be honest with you in Canada because I think, you know, we were – First know, Canadian team never won a Kelly Cup. There you go, exactly. So, I mean, it was it – was, Absolutely unbelievable, and, and you know, for me to play, you know, you know, a role in that, and you know, just how great, you know, the the you know people of Newfoundland, you know, welcomed us and and you know really jumped on with us, and and in terms of encouragement and pushing us through till the end was just phenomenal. At what point did things come together to the point where you said to yourself? I actually think we have a chance to win the whole thing because a start, you know, we were 500 through 11, 12 games and then went on a bit of a run. Was there a galvanizing moment or point in time where you said like, all right, this is not a joke anymore. We are real contenders. Yeah. I mean, again, we started, we started off uh, probably about even hockey, like you said. So yeah. it was, uh, I mean, we were, we were pretty much just like every other team out there, but when we, uh, you know, I mean, Ryan Klo came in and, and really set the tone from the start, him and John Snowden, and they, you know, really made sure that they that we were all on the same page and, and everybody knew what role that they had to play yeah. right from the right from the get-go. And, um, you know, with how quickly we gelled as a team, especially, you know, with how, you know, young we were, we had a mix sure. of vets and younger players. You know, everybody just – it just became, you know, what it, what it was. And it was on our T-shirt. It was brotherhood, right? And, and you know, that was, uh, you know, Chloe and Snowy's, um, you know, word for us. And, and, and uh, you know, when we lost, uh, you know, Chloe, it was, it was, you know, it was a big uh, dent, you know, in the team. But Snowy picked up the reins and, and, and you know, just made the program that much better. And, and you know, with Daryl Williams coming in and helping us out as well. For sure. I mean, just having that experience on on the bench was was huge. So those uh, those three guys were uh, pivotal in us uh, winning the winning the cup. I'm sure you're not like me and haven't reviewed uh, all of the tape from all the playoff run over again. But I, what moments kind of jump out at you when you do think back on the on the run? Because the way I look at it is, there's so many things have to you have to get you have to be good to be lucky in that whole thing too and we got bounces our way and all the overtime games that we won that one shot could have completely what do you think back at and hone in on in terms of moments that's like oh this was funny or this was a a critical moment that maybe got overlooked is there anything like that when you what are those salient memories you have I mean the one that really sticks out to me really was uh I think it was like game three or game four 
Actually, I think it was game four, yeah, when Ploof or Darian Ploof yeah. sorry, was out there and he blocked like three shots in, yeah. like, three, in like 30 seconds. I'm not even, I can't really say whether he was trying to get in front of that last one because it looked like it just smoked <laughs> it just him. found him. <laughs> yeah, seriously, because he was, he was in a lot of pain. But, you know, I mean, that guy was a warrior out there for us, just like everybody was. For and, sure. And, you know, but like for me, the, that that moment really, you know, sticks out in my mind as, you know, you know, we're winning this cup and, and that's, you know, that's it. It's and because of guys who do that. Exactly. Guys who, you know, put their body on the line to, you know, because that's really what it takes, right? There's no individuals in the playoffs, right? And so for us, that, you know, for, for me especially, I think that's the, you know, a, you know, kind of a, a, like I said, a moment that sticks out in my mind as to what, you know, was it was a huge part of that run. No, for sure it was. No, you're absolutely right. He completely ate three shots. Oh yeah, in, that, like, in yeah. one shift, and that was a penalty kill too, if I'm not mistaken. It was, yeah, and it was it was in a in a moment where I think we were like what four three or something. Yeah, and, and, or was know. it tied, and and then we scored like right after the kill, or either way, it was a tense late game moment. Let's put it this way: I was so mesmerized by what he was doing out there again, and just you know, and how much pain he was because I mean he he blocked I think like three shots from uh, Matt, Matt Register, Register, and he's got a heavy shot. Yeah, you know, like it's he's got a really good shot that guy. And Plouffe just kept eating them. And again, like I said, I don't even know if this the third one even he was even looking to get to block it, right? But it just hit him. And I, 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 you know, every guy on the bench was just standing up and just, you know, just cheering him on and just absolutely fired up and just to get out there. I mean, geez, it, it was just an unbelievable moment. And, you know, I still get chills just thinking about it right now. No, and we're here in the press box at Mile One Center recording this today. You can definitely hear the tunes of the public skating in the background. Absolutely. Wow. What, what are you going to remember about that moment in that night uh, on the 4th of June? Uh, I mean, I feel like I've played that game over in my brain a thousand times since then. Yeah. It, this building, as someone who, who lives here and grew up here, I can tell you the building has never been quite like it was on that night. Just what do you remember about that? Because I feel like I could completely recite everything about that day from memory. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we came out and, and for me, you know, you looked at every guy in the, around the room and all their faces, and, and for me, I knew that we were going to win that game. You know, just the game faces that every guy had on, there was still that, that you know, lightness to the room. Yeah. But you could tell that, you know, guys guys were dialed, and, guy, and you know, everybody knew what they had to do and, what yeah. you know, what they were going to do out there. And, uh, you know, as the game progressed, you know, we went up a few goals, and, and you know, that's when, you know, that's that's – not that, it's not that it's scary, but that's when you know it could get away from guys. For especially sure, with what's it's so easy. Exactly, especially what's waiting for you 20 minutes down down the road. I know. Right? So for us, you know, it was it was you know pretty impressive to see how how you know guys just you know dialed in and kept playing the way that they were playing until the end, and then you know when you're kind of watching that clock go down and just you know you you realize that it's you know, agony. Yeah, it's it, but it's also again just such a surreal moment. You know, it feels like it's going by. You know, at you know a tenth of a millisecond or whatever. I know. You know. And it and it was just just an awesome feeling that when that buzzer went and everybody jumped over and it was you know and you know we had won. Where were you? You were on the bench or? I was on the bench. Yeah, I was on the bench and that was uh, you know when Obi blocked that shot and you just everybody just jumped out and it was just you know absolutely ecstatic and just you know the way that you feel. I even I should probably look at the dictionary in terms of what word that would be <laughs> to describe that, but. It was an amazing feel, and, you know, it's one that, that, you know, I know that every guy on that team, and you know, is going to cherish forever. 
for sure. It's one that uh, you know I think I think uh, the province of Newfoundland is probably going to cherish forever as well. Yeah, that that was a big deal for this province. As someone who grew up as a member of the hockey community here, I can tell you for sure, not just for for myself, but for everyone who was a part of that with us all. Uh, that's that's one of the most significant, if not the most significant hockey moment in this province's history and that's crazy to say that and and not feel like you're being facetious or over the top yeah no I, and you know what I don't, I don't i don't think it is i mean it uh, i mean it, again if i'm not mistaken i think it was the first championship in hockey for this province, yeah. like you said right so it's you know it, it was it was a huge moment for all of us you know and everybody in this uh in this rink and again everybody in newfoundland so you know it's uh i mean and again it was just such a you know a, an honor actually really and a privilege to be a part of it. We can kind of turn this now into our segment about uh, the great province of Newfoundland and Labrador in our Growlerville segment uh, and Alex I know from talking to you and I didn't even tee up this question with you like I normally would because I know you're a fan of the province of Newfoundland and Labrador. How has this province treated you now in your year plus time here? Oh, it's the best. They, you know, I was I when we left. It was it was tough to leave after we won. No way. And you know, it was uh, you know one of those things where I think a lot of some guys were trying to to stick around, you know, as long as they could and just you know just soak it up and you know just throughout the year. I mean, people are just are just the best here, and I guess you know. A good uh, expression is best kind, right? And it's, you know, it's, it absolutely is true, hey, and, and the way that uh, the way that uh, you know everybody embraced us here, and, and you know, really really jumped on with the team and, and jumped on board, and it, you know, it's, it's just been phenomenal. So you know, and it's it's you know, not that you don't see that in other places in the East Coast, but you know, it's just a you know, it's a very special place here, and um, you know, to be honest with you, again, you know, with with you know the team and the organization that we have, and just again, it's just. Phenomenal. No kidding. What was it like getting to come back here uh, with the, the the Toronto Maple Leafs for training camp? I know that's uh, I, I got to see you very briefly before you got banged up there during camp, but yeah. that still had to have been cool. Being like, yo, I just won a championship here. <laughs> yeah. Now I get to be like with the 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 parent club and yeah. and you know experience this with them. Like that's got to be the coolest thing in the world. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I mean, you know, in my mind, you know, the Maple Leafs are the best organization in in the NHL that's you know that's my personal opinion right and, and just the way that you know the way that they've uh, you know set up almost like a three-tiered system in the organization and and you know the way that they they support us as well yeah having them come back to, to Newfoundland and St. John's there's a lot of Maple Leafs fans here obviously quite a bit of Growlers fans here you know Darn I mean? right. so if you can mix that together you can tell that everybody was really happy and everybody was you know able to see their you know their their you know their favorite players and you know, for me being able to share that, being a Kelly Cup champion with the Newfoundland Growlers and also being able to throw on the uh, Maple Leafs jersey, even if it was for a brief moment because I did get injured in the uh, first inter-squad game, but it was, uh, you know, just an awesome time. No, for sure. So did you, this is more of a general knowledge, did you grow up a Leaf fan? Obviously, we have established the them among the best as an Orleans, Ontario native. Uh, that is the Ottawa area. Did you not grow up a Sens fan? I did not. I uh, have to be honest with you, and I—I I actually grew up a Montreal Canadiens fan. My okay. dad is a die-hard Habs fan since the uh, probably the minute he ever saw their jersey. I don't know what it is about it, but he's it's just classic. Yeah, yeah, he's just the big Habs guy, and he was always a Jean Beliveau fan. That's his. Uh, Hard not to be. Yeah, that's his number one island out there. So, for uh, for us, there wasn't really a question whether we were going to be, you know, as Sens fans, Habs fans, or you know, any kind of fan other than than than, than the Montreal Canadiens fans, right? So. I think I think even when we were born, every single one of us left and you know uh, 
uh, Montreal Canadiens pajamas. No way. Yeah, that was just his, his staple on it. So, you know, <laughs> we didn't really have a choice at the time. Right? I get Well, no, you're born into whatever right. hockey fandom exists yeah. with your parents, right? Abs- absolutely. But you know what, though? Like, I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's tough because, they, you know, they're, it's an original six team, right? You right. Know, I mean, two original six teams. In the end, uh, but, you know, uh, Toronto was always, you know, very close second. And for me, it's always, it's a first now, yeah. right? And uh, nothing against my Montreal Canadiens now, but. I'm a Toronto guy. Hey, no, that's it, right? You wear the you wear the blue and white now. Absolutely. So did that ruffle any feathers in your family? I I mean, jokingly, of course. Your dad's not going to hang you up and and kick you out of the house for for being involved in the Leafs organization. But I don't know. That's kind of funny, right? I know if that were my house and I was uh, involved with Montreal, my dad would have a thing or two to say about it. Yeah, no, not at all. Actually, I mean, well, you know, my older brother plays in the NHL as well, right? right? He's been with a few teams now, so I think my dad always wears a Canadian, uh, you know, T-shirt. Under his jersey. Under whatever jersey yeah, exactly, he's got on. right. But, I mean, he's, uh, you know, whatever team we're with, whatever organization he's with, you know, I know my, my parents are, you know, very proud of us. And Of course. Again, he's a, he's a huge Maple Leafs fan now. You know what <laughs> I mean? Even if that might pain him a bit, I don't know. But I don't think it does because, you know, I mean, again, like I said, it's uh, they are, in my, in my mind, the best organization out there. And, and, again, like the way that they support us and, and the way that they, you know, they're, you know, they're always behind us. So, it's, uh, it's kind of hard not to be a fan of theirs. No, you got that right. We're here with Alex Goodbranson of your Newfoundland Growlers. And, and Goody, I want to pick apart kind of a little bit of what you jumped in on already. And you definitely grew up in in what can be called a hockey family. Obviously, your brother playing in the NHL. Your sister played uh, university hockey. I guess what what made the Goodbransons a hockey household? I don't know. You know what? I think that, uh, I mean, Coming back from from my dad, he was a huge hockey fan growing up, and uh, he, uh, you know, just you know, again, like worshipped the Montreal Canadiens. But you know, um, for us, it was just you know the opportunities that they gave us, and they, you know, we just we all got into hockey, and I think it's just you know love at first sight, almost like you get out there and you're you know you're skating, and and uh, you know it was just something where you know they weren't pushy parents; they were just right. you know saying like, hey, listen, if you want to do this, you can do this, and we'll we'll try and lay out the best opportunities for it. And, and all four of us just fell in love with it and just you know couldn't stop playing so and um you know we're very fortunate that uh, you know for eric and i had led to pro careers and uh Absolutely. you know my little brother uh played until he uh he went to university and my little sister played uh two years for the guelph griffins so you know and it was it was you know it's uh, you know hockey's been has been very kind to our family no kidding. Did that make for a lot of like childhood bloody noses and and tense moments uh, in the driveway playing hockey? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, the uh, on the outdoor hockey rink, especually. I mean, Eric and I used to get into tilt all the time. It was just for something. Sure. Yeah, it was just something to do, right? And and uh, you know, him and I both kind of playing the the same kind of you know shutdown defenseman role. You know, especially if we're playing one against the other, you know, sooner or later you are going to meet up, right? Darn was, right. You know, so it was, uh, no, we definitely we definitely got into our fair share of scraps and, and uh, a couple of bloody noses and all that kind of stuff. But It's par for the course. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's, that's uh, you know, that's another great part about this game. You know what I mean? There's just, just every element to it, right? No, absolutely. The family element that you can still be, you know, tough and, and, and unrelentless on the ice. Yeah, he yeah. really runs the full gamut. I would jump in on a few more of your experiences, man. Uh, you're running out of uh, ring fingers. Yeah. Uh, you've, uh, that's back-to-back years. Uh, Black Aces uh, squad with the Marlies and a Kelly Cup champion with the Growlers. I mean, that 
Come on, man. That's a pretty good two-year stretch. Yeah. No, you know what? Again, like I said, I've been very fortunate. Uh, you know, when I was uh, with the Marlies, I uh, black-aced with them and uh, was just an extra with the team. But, uh, you know, I'd like to say that I, you know, filled a small role there and, and uh, you know, just... For sure. I didn't mean to diminish no, no, by no, any not stretch. No, no, no. Not at all. Not at all. It's, um, you know, again, just staying positive and just, you know, making sure that, you know, when you're going to a team like that, that you're you're adding, you're not, you know, subtracting from it. So for us, uh, you know, as, uh, as our role is just... Make sure you're working hard as best you can and, and putting in the work and, you know, making sure that you're keeping spirits up. So um, it was an awesome time, and, you know, especially with the Toronto Myers. I mean, geez, what a team that they had, you know what I mean? And, and, you know, they absolutely dominated, you know, that year. So that was awesome. And then, again, like you said, we just talked about it, but coming back here and being able to do it all over again, which is phenomenal, right? And, and uh, you know, you definitely – the nice thing is, you know, you le- I learned a lot when I was with the Marlins and just seeing what, you know, what those guys did to, you know, what it took to, to, to win for sure. game in and game out. So it was definitely a great uh, learning uh, experience. No, for sure. And you, you stayed in Ontario uh, for your junior career, uh, Kingston and the, and the Sioux kind of – I mean, this is real general, but just kind of sum up your junior career. Did you like playing junior hockey, that kind of thing? Yeah, I know. I had a great time playing junior hockey. It was, uh, you know, it was with the Kingston Frontenacs for two years, and it was a good experience. I got to play with my older brother for a year. And That's you know, cool. Not, yeah, not all brothers get to say that. So. No kidding. And then after that, I got traded to the Sioux Greyhounds, and, uh, you know, I, I went up there and just absolutely fell in love with that place. It was, you know, just – in my mind, again, you know, pretty biased, I guess, but sure, you know, I think it's the best place to play junior hockey. I mean, it's the Great North, and you're, you know, you're out there. The you know, the the whole city loves the Sioux Greyhounds. It's a Absolutely. story franchise, and you know, the uh, you know, we had uh, Kyle Deuce and Sheldon Keith. I was and, about to ask. Yeah, AJ McLean out there. So I mean, you know, for us, like the the staff that we had, and and you know, just you know, all it's the boys. Next level for oh, junior my hockey. God, it was unbelievable, right? So for for us, that was that was. You know, those are the those are the things you remember, and just again, you know, being able to put on the uh, you know the red and white, kind of the Detroit Red Wings colors. Yeah, really cool. So no, I I love my experience in the Sioux. So I'm gonna jump in with one of our Growlers Nation Q and A questions because it kind of ties in. Not so much a question, more of a comment. With your current mustache situation, yeah, uh, has anyone ever told you that you look like Hopper from Stranger Things? Have, are you familiar enough with the show? I have never watched Stranger Things. I'm sorry to to say. So we'll have to do some sort of side by side when we when we post this. Yeah, absolutely. But so that being said, really, I just that, that's a terrible segue into the mustache conversation. Oh, no it's for those who have had the the disservice of never having seen it in person. It's glorious. Thank you. <laughs> At what point? Did, did you start to, I guess, grow facial hair? I know it's kind of a weird question to ask no, someone. No, you know what? It's not. I mean, Was uh, it in junior? Did you try and, and, and grow your little junior uh, duster? No, I started growing uh, facial hair probably when I was in minor midget. And, okay. you know, it started kind of just picking up. It was peach fuzz. And then I remember my dad saying, hey, you know, if you shave it, you know, it'll come back thicker. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, bigger and all that kind of stuff. So I'm like, okay, sweet. So I started doing it. And then where it really picked up was in um, – was in Sault Ste. Marie, actually. We went to go watch, uh, I can't remember what movie it was, but um, there's, there's some guy who looked really cool with a beard and all that kind of stuff. So the guy's like, you should do that. You, should, you know what I mean? So like, I, I should. Yeah, and then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, why not? So I just went for it, and I just, you know, let it grow out the whole year. And then the uh, fear of the beard, you know, guys started getting behind it, and, you know, people just kind of just kind of took off. And to be honest with you, again, it was – yeah, again, that that support, you know, just from you know being that kind of guy was awesome, and just being able to go out there and you know people recognize you around town. It was, I mean, again, 
you know, I was really fortunate that people kind of took to it and, you know, took to me the way I played. So, but no, the, I mean, the mustache, I got to be honest, I kind of cheated from November again. Oh, you I said mean, the same thing last year too. I know. And I think, no, you didn't cheat. It's just, you just had a bit of a head start. I could shave the beard and have a nice one now. That doesn't take <laughs> yeah. away from the point of it, I guess, raising awareness for men's health. Absolutely. Well, the way I kind of look at it, and it's, it's, you know, I would rather have a really nice mustache for the whole month of November or November, exactly. If you will. And you know, again, I actually really do enjoy having it. I feel like I'm, you know, ah. Tom Selleck from Magnum PI. Absolutely, you know I mean? be proud of exactly. that. Exactly, exactly. So I was out there. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna keep this and uh, just shave it into a mustache. But that's the way I kind of look at November, and yep. you know, I enjoy it. Again, it's uh, you know, it's probably won't be the last time I'll have a mustache, even if it's not November, right? I just, I just, I enjoy it. Just so, rock yeah. it. Yeah, just absolutely. own it. Absolutely. The only thing that's annoying is when you get coffee and it's stuff. Sometimes it gets stuck and then you kind of feel like a bit of a moron when you're <laughs> walking around town and stuff, right? Well, but. that can lead me into uh, another question. Every time I do these, cards on the table, I always ask other guys on the team for a little bit of dirt. And for you, there's not a lot of dirt to dig up, except yeah. for like, oh, you have to ask Goody about his love of coffee. Yeah. I it is I think <laughs> when we were last traveling, I may have seen you you we landed at St. John's Airport and before we even got downstairs, you had ordered a Timmy's from the upstairs Tim Hortons. Where does the love of coffee come from? It, uh, because it is it is evident to those of us who yeah, get to spend time with you. Absolutely. Well, you know what? I think it's just like, you know, a way like I mean it's caffeine, right? And it's For probably sure. not good. It's I mean, a stupid ca- question. Yeah, caffeine addiction is probably not good, right? And probably the quantities <laughs> I drink it in is probably not great either. But, you know, I actually just really enjoy the taste realistically. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, we, we pull in some, uh, not that it's, you know, equivalent to anybody's work shift. You know, I, I've never worked a normal, you know. <laughs> For sure. I get that. You know, a job in my life realistically. But... At the same time, though, sometimes when you're at the airport and it's, you know, we're sticking around and layovers, I mean, yeah. you, know, you and I have been there before, right? So, it's, sure. you know, it's just easier to just go grab a coffee and just kind of stay awake and stay, Absolutely. you know, you stay kind of, you know, ready. I don't know why, but that's just kind of the way I look at no, it. No, right? that's so. it, man. There's nothing, any time of day is a good time of day for Absolutely. a cup of coffee. Absolutely. What's your, what's your mixture? Are you a, you a double-double man? That seems a little over the top for you. No, you know what? I used to be in junior when I first started drinking coffee, it was a triple triple guy, oh. which is just absolutely it's terrible. Ice cream, for it. man! Oh it's my god, <laughs> yeah, it was so. And then um, I just, you know, shit, got rid of the sugar, and now I'm just kind of like, you know, maybe a dark roast coffee from Timmy's with uh, three milks, just because I can't stand drinking pipe and hot coffee. No. No, I can't stand sitting there for an hour just staring at my coffee waiting for it to cool down. I, you know, I just kind of want to, you know, at least at least be able to take a few sips without burning my tongue, right? <laughs> so that's that's kind of where it comes from. And, that's uh, fair. You know, the uh, I don't know, Parch showed me that last year where you can get uh, you can add a uh, espresso shot to your coffee what? at Tim Hortons. Yeah, it's a thing now. You can just yeah, you can get a dark roast coffee and add an espresso shot to oh, it. So. Th- that comes from Adam Party, who's you know Ooh. got quite a bit of oh, uh, yeah, that's, you know experience. That... So I I'm there. I'm like wow. So that's what I do now. No so, way. Yeah, just add the, Game yeah. changer. Absolutely. That's what I thought. Right. So yeah. It's no. It, it's just I again. I, I enjoy the taste of coffee. And again, just a little you know pick oh, me up sure. here and there when you're pulling long hours at the airport or you know what I mean. It's it's and it's it's, it's low key something to do. 
Nursing a coffee with a newspaper is like my favorite pastime. Absolutely, yeah. When you hang out, I mean, you come in the rink and, you know, all the boys are there and you're just trying to, you know, get ready. and Get your know, face on for the day. Absolutely, and you know what I mean? And to be honest, it wakes you up because it's, uh, like, again, there's... It is caffeine after yeah, there's all. there's caffeine. There's only so much Fortnite I can listen to talk Fortnite that, <laughs> you know, without... That's a uh, perfect segue into... Uh, the video game conversation comes up every time we do one of these two. I got to yeah. start coming up with individual segments for this stuff. But uh, yeah. are you a video game guy? But based on your recent comment, I'm going to say less so. Yeah, I used to be, and then I just you know I stopped bringing my Xbox uh, around probably like two th you know three four years ago. Really. Yeah. So I haven't really played that much. And not that I don't enjoy playing, sure. you know, uh, you know, video games, but uh, I just I find like I just don't really have the time for it. Or, yeah. You know, or just I can't get into it. And Fortnite, I don't know. I just I'm not an online gamer because I'm just no good at it. Yeah, so, that's know. my take. Yeah. I don't like playing knowing that there's a six-year-old kid across the, the world somewhere who is going to absolutely wreck me and ruin my enjoyment of it. Yeah. That's my take. Well, and that's just that. I mean, you know, like, you know, like, I guess Call of Duty just came out. So it's, you know, but like... I just can't stand playing for 10 seconds and then, you know. And I, then and you're then dead I, and then you have to start Exactly. Over and, and then I have to restart and, you know, everybody's laughing at me because I have no idea what's going on. And, like, you know, you're playing <laughs> team sports too, so I feel like I'm kind of hindering the team. So it's just easier for me to be an observer. Screw and just this. I'm exactly, going to get a coffee. Exactly. Just have a coffee and just, you know, kind of <laughs> just wait it out so the boys get tired of it and want to go do something else. I'm okay with that. What, uh, I mean, if you had to pick a favorite video game or something, I know I, you sound like a, a casual enough gamer to have a couple of faves. Yeah, you know what? I um, Last year, Red Dead Redemption 2 came out, which I, thought, yeah, which I thought was awesome. Big time. Right? Like, I had a, I had a blast just playing that, but again, it's a single-player game where I could just play by myself. And, Bingo. You know, I'm the king of the Of, of, of the, the West. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right? But, um, no, back in the day, actually, uh, we used to play... Um, Jeez, I can't remember what it was. Oh, Jack and Daxter or whatever. Yeah. It was on PS2. Yeah. You know, Jack, Jack 2, Jack 3. And that was the coolest game ever. And then they, you know, they didn't continue with the franchise or whatever. So I just, whenever that comes out, then you'll see me back on. Ooh, okay. Gaming. So there so, you go. There let's you go. let's get an online petition going. There you go. Jack and Daxter. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we're gonna jump in uh, to another uh, Growlerville question. Uh, Q and A coming from Morgan Stacy, asking, uh, "What is your favorite place to eat in uh, St. John's or in Newfoundland?" Wow. Uh, Heavy there's, question. Yeah, because there are so many good ones out there, and I don't want to, uh, you know, offend anybody because it is. There are so many good restaurants in this town. It's oh, this is a culinary mecca. Of absolutely, sorts. absolutely. But if not specific spot, then maybe like, have you honed in on a Newfoundland dish that you really dig on? Yeah, you know what? I got to be honest. With you, like the this place kind of has ruined fish and chips for me. Absolutely, just because it is so good here that I can't go get it anywhere else, right? So, you know, like I, was, I remember when I went back in the summertime, when we had fish and chips somewhere in Ottawa. Not that they're not good there, nope. but at the same time, though, they don't have the dressing, they don't have the gravy, Hell yeah. the entire sauce. So, you know, the Duke of Duckworth, I thought, just for an original spot, just for fish Next and chips, level. unbelievable, right? Yeah. I, I, took, I took my parents there. I took my girlfriend there, who was, <laughs> you know, studying naturopathic medicine and, and doesn't like, really eat babe, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, have to try Absolutely. this fries dressing, gravy, fish and chips. Absolutely, and she was like, "Oh my god, this is unbelievable!" So, Get out. you know, you look at that, and I mean, the merchant's awesome, yellow yeah. belly. I mean, it's you know, I, it's it's just like you said, this 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 town is just really just a almost like a culinary art school realistically yeah I mean, it's crazy because you can get just pretty much absolutely everything here and absolutely the restaurants right. are so good so that's a tough question but 
you know, if I was to, let's say, have a cheat meal, I'd probably go to the Duke of Duckworth. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Now, have you found, like, do you have a favorite place to grab a coffee in St. John's or in downtown? I'm a Tim Hortons guy. Yeah? I, I got to be honest with you. I'm a Tim Hortons guy, and there's nothing against any other coffee Not place. Not at all. But I, I, I just like going in there, grabbing a coffee, yeah. and then just kind of doing my own thing. So it's quick. I can still get my dark roast. And it's next. consistent. Exactly. You know, so for me, that's, um, that's, that's you know, really what I do. But, again, Starbucks is, is really good, too, and so is uh, I, Rocket. Rocket. Yeah, Rocket uh, Bakery. That's it. Yeah, they got some really good coffee Very there too. Very good. Yeah, so, I mean, again, you can pretty much find – anything here and it's probably going to be next level so it's yeah there's there's a lot of good places to grab coffee around here no kidding and uh you've been a lot of places i'm sure to try coffee that's another terrible segue that's that's bad i'm curious so obviously you played a bit with the orlando solar bears and then toronto switched affiliates you were still with the toronto organization so you were uh, one of the few guys was just you and jj Pickenich? i believe so yeah that kind of played with the the previous Leafs affiliate in the ECHL and then moved with it. What was that experience like kind of learning that like, all right, you know, even though my tan's coming in real good right now, I'm going to the friggin' rock next year. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, at what point did that kind of lock in? You'd be like, oh my God, I am going to the polar opposite of Orlando now. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I like, again, I, I love my time in Orlando too. The fans, they were all so you know, great. I mean, it's, uh, and, and the organization was phenomenal. But, uh, I, you know, I was really looking forward when I heard that they were going to St. John's. Again, it was uh, you know, bittersweet as well because, I mean, I, I made some really good friends there. Absolutely. And, uh, but, again, heading out, uh, you know, when you heard that it was going to be out in Newfoundland, I was there, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be awesome. You know what I mean? What, what no a place way. Yeah. For real? Absolutely. You know, Because, like, like, a lot of people in Newfoundland would be like, sweet, we're going to Orlando. Like, the, the complete opposite reaction. Yeah, no, and I can get that, but like, here's the thing: like, I, I don't really tan, you know. I, I'm not, I'm not a tanner. I don't have that. You're pretty white, dude. Yeah, I, I, I am I, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I burn a lot. So you there's, you know, there's that. So, and then on top of that, you know what? I really just enjoy being in, you know, in these small towns. It kind of reminds me a lot of Sault Ste. Marie when yeah. I was here, and, and you know that 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 small town feel, especially where you know, you know, everybody. Is, you know, is a Growlers fan here, right? Yeah. And you know, and just like you know, just like the, the Greyhounds, whereas you know, everybody's a Hounds fan there, right? So, it was, uh, it was, it was a pretty easy transition for me. And again, like I said, you know, people here are best kind. So it was just, you know, best, you know, it was <laughs> best of both it. words, really. No, so. you got it. Uh, talk a bit more about this year's team. I'm shocked it took us over a half hour to get there, but uh, how would you say it compares to last season's team? Still young, maybe even younger. Kind of, how do how do the two compare in your mind? <sighs> Uh, you know what? There's a lot of similarities, actually. I mean, again, like you know, we we were a bit older last year, obviously, with right. uh, you know, with guys coming back like uh, you know Mel and Zach O'Brien and Adam Party. But uh, you know, this year, um, there's you know, there's, there's a mixture of both again, right? Yeah. And I mean, you know, this is my sixth year pro. This is you know Mel's seventh, Obi's seventh, right? So That's right. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, you know vets, and there's also a lot of younger guys. And you look at the younger guys coming in here, and they're you know they're eager to learn. They're you know they're working hard, and you know they're they're you know pretty much figuring out how to be a pro and be consistent every day. So, you know, and, and again, with, with, you know, the culture that we have here and making sure that, that, you know, that they embrace it, which is just, you know, again, you know, you bring it to the rink every day and, and, and you're taking care of yourself and taking care of your team. There's, there's, again, like I said, there's a lot of similarities that you can start seeing in that. And that's, you know, that, that's, uh, you know, you're, you're starting to see it, you know, kind of, you know, unfold right now where, you know, put it together. Trending in the right direction. Exactly. Sure. And, and, you know, um, you can even see the younger guys now, they're even taking on bigger roles 
Yeah. So that's pretty impressive, right? So for us, uh, you know, we're just going to keep pushing at it and, you know, making sure that, you know, come April time we're sitting in a good spot and being able to push again. Speaking of roles, has your role changed? You wore an A last year. You have it on your chest again uh, this season. Obviously, with you being a second-year player and another group of young guys coming in, ha has that changed? Especially with a couple of guys, I'm thinking like Duzak, Hollowell on the blue line, young defenseman. Yeah, I mean, you know what? I don't think it's. I don't think it changes that much. I mean, for me, you know, it's it's all about just being consistent and, and making sure that I'm bringing my game 100%, you know, every, every, every game. And, and yeah. you know, that's, you know, I'm not, uh, not exactly the most skilled guy out there, but you know, it's all about, like I said, hard work and, and, and doing the, the little things right. So, you know, if guys can take that away and, and, and add it to their games where, you know, you look at a guy like, you know, Joe Duzak or Mac Hallwell, they're pretty skilled individuals, right? And, Darn and, right. You know, if they can apply that and, you know, if they want to take something from me here and there, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be there to help them out, you know, along the way. It's, it's you know, it's obviously, a, you know, a different transition when you're going from, you know, being, a, you know, junior hockey player or NCAA hockey player to pro. So, you know, if I can help them, help them out in that transition any way that, uh, that I can, you know, I will. Well, absolutely. We're here with Alex Gabranson, defenseman for your Newfoundland Growlers. And, uh, and Goody, just a couple of general questions before we let you out of here. Uh, what, what are you binging right now? What are you watching? Anything good? Any, I'm always here for recommendations. Yeah, you know what? I watched that Peaky Blinders. Uh, okay, I haven't series. gotten yeah. there yet. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. It's really, really cool. Yeah, it's kind of one of those uh, those era kind of uh, yeah. TV shows. So it was kind of cool. set back in like the 1920s or whatever, which I think was really awesome. That is cool. And then I uh, got it kind of... Got into that uh, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, yeah, which is you know really really interesting. You know, like yeah. the way that they made it, uh, you know, a series on Amazon was it's just I was like, wow, this is a great series to watch. No so, kidding. I think, I think there's they, a Newfoundlander in it too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure who the cast is, but I know that the guy who plays you know Jack Ryan is the guy who played Jim Halpert. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Right. Seeing him in two You're an Office roles. fan then? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time Office fan. That was a great show. Well, it was on. So had to do it. I had to hone in on that F favorite episode of the office i assume you if you're if you admit you're an office fan I you am. can whip off a couple of favorites right off the hop yeah i don't know if i can name the episode sure, no off, that's next level the one where uh where dwight lights that fire for safety uh, <laughs> you know good, safety good day or whatever i thought it was yeah. hilarious you know what I mean? today just, fire is going to save lives absolutely i thought it was the best right and and you know i mean again you just watch the the, the series was, at the time it was just so different from everything else with for the interviews sure. and all that kind of stuff and the way they tied it together at the end was was pretty impressive so i agree who's the michael scott of the newfoundland growlers geez that's a good question um i would probably i don't know <laughs> todd scurry do you think Yes. Do you think Todd yes, would I be do. The, yeah, I that think is absolutely. The, that is the answer. Absolutely. I think Todd Skirving probably would be just because, you know, there's, uh, there's <laughs> some really serious moments where you can look at Todd and be like, yep, that makes sense. And yep. then there's other moments where you're just like, I can't believe <laughs> what's going on right now. You know what I mean? It's just like, what what is going through your head right now? So I believe that Todd Skirving probably would be. Absolutely. Oh, that's such a perfect answer, and yep. I'm so glad we went that route. Uh, what do you like to listen to? Are you, uh, are, are his music? important to you yeah no i love music i love uh just you know i mean pretty much just anything it's uh you know there's there's for me it's uh you know variety you can't listen to something too much right like, for sure you know yeah like i'll go from listening to slipknot to listening to johnny oh, wow. cash you know what i mean it, again just pretty much anything that, that you know i play my 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 iphone i was gonna say my i my 
when it was at the iPod. And no one's had one. <laughs> I had an iPod. So did I. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, I would probably say that, yeah, I just put it on shuffle and just whatever comes on next is good to go. But I still buy my music on iTunes. So what actually. do you what do you skip when it comes up in the in the shuffle? Because there's always some tunes like oh, I don't. This is not it. Yeah, I mean, there's some. There's definitely some songs that like you know like, like I bought when you know back in junior. <laughs> where I like, I still wonder why I have it on my phone. Like, listen, Carly Rae Jepsen's "Call Me Maybe" is still on my on my classic. But I will skip it. But I will skip it, right? I mean, good song, I guess, right? But you know, it was, you know, at the time that was the song. That but was now it's just tune. like, yeah, I I just can't listen to it anymore. So I just, I normally I'll press, you know, you know, skip forward on that one and just go to the next song. Might be worth wasting a skip on that one. For yeah, sure. exactly, exactly. So. Uh, how do you feel about Newfoundland music? I know I, I hear Heave Away pouring out of the locker room still to this oh, day. Oh, yeah. Love it. Love it. Yeah, the Love Irish it. Celtic music, yeah. Newfoundland, you're here for it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's the best. You know, like when you're, uh, you know, like again, I probably couldn't name sure, that's the, fine. Know, the songs, but like when you when you hear them, you're just there and it's just got such a great, you know, beat to it. And just, yeah. You know, it's, it's just, you know, such a beat music that you just, and, you know, it's, you know, especially for our locker room, it, you know, it makes sense because we are, you know, such a unique team and all that kind of stuff, right? So, it, uh, you know, I love it. You hear it, you hear it everywhere. And, yeah. you know, it is, you know, like I said, again, it is just, you know, the best kind of music you can probably listen to, especially here. So, you know, I, I love it. Damn right. So we're going to jump right into another Growlers Nation Q&A question. This one coming from Carter Berkeley. Alex, you've probably been asked many questions from reporters uh, over the years. Ever have like a, a really silly or, or dumb question? Or no. like, do you have like a funny interview story? Yeah, I mean, I've had. I mean, you had. Yeah, ha I have a lot of questions about obviously about my older brother, and uh, you know, you know what what the dynamics are. You know, especially when you know one's playing in the in the NHL, and at the time I had just gotten drafted, geez, into the OHL. It's just starting off the season, and yeah. someone asked me if I was uh, jealous of my older brother, <laughs> and I just kind of started <laughs> laughing. You know what? I haven't even started the season yet. You know what I mean? Like, let, uh, and the answer was obviously no, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you I, I'm very proud of my older brother and, and absolutely just you know his number one fan. But I just kind of started laughing. <laughs> like, what do you expect me to say to that? Yeah, exactly. And I was kind of looking at it. And I was there. I'm like, you know what? I'm only like 15 at the time. I was there. I'm like, uh, you know, maybe maybe ask me that question like 10 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I haven't even started yet. I don't even know if I can even play at this level just yet. So, but it was. Um, no, you know what? Like for the most part, I think I think uh, you know you know uh, reporters and journalists that come out and ask you questions are, are pretty good. Um, you know, especially you know they're 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 doing a job as well, right? They you yep. know they need to to ask the questions. So there's not really any silly questions. There is uh, obviously some that are maybe a bit more misguided, exactly, or you know what I mean maybe they're fishing a bit more. But no, for the most part, I'd say 99% of the questions are pretty awesome. All right, so thank you, Carter Berkeley, for that one. David Follett asked, what's the biggest significant change moving up to the ECHL in terms of team engagement? Uh, I'm not really sure. I fully understand the scope, so I'm going to help uh, I pull this one in a little bit. What was, say, the biggest significant change in moving up uh, to the pro ranks when you did finish junior? Was there, uh, And what do you maybe <laughs> see now with the guys coming out of college and junior that maybe you didn't see when you made the jump? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's, um, for us, you know, when you're, when you're, in junior, a first off, you're being billeted by another family. Great That's, point. You know that is, you know that is one thing, and and you know now you're living on your own. So I definitely see like you know when I when I was when I first 
uh, made the jump to pro hockey, um, I didn't even, I don't know, like, I, I'm pretty sure I had a checking account, but probably didn't know how to check it, <laughs> right? That's you know, a great point. You know, and, and, you know, even just, you know, smaller things like, uh, you know, um, you know, being able to do your own laundry, like, I can't even tell you how many times I had to call my mom and ask her what goes with what, and how do you, you know, <laughs> or, you know, ironing. I or, still make those exactly, phone calls. Exactly, you know what I mean, or, or you know, uh, just, you know, cooking for yourself, so, Things like that, you can see there's definitely, you know, because you don't have a billet anymore to, to yeah. do there and, and to help you out, right? And, again, I had phenomenal billets both in Kingston and Sault Ste. Marie. And, you know, it was uh, so, you know, those those kinds of things you, you got to, you gotta you know, get, you know, acquainted with pretty quick. Absolutely. But uh, in terms of the team dynamic, I mean, it, it doesn't really change, I think. Um, you know, obviously more of you know, there's other things you can, you know, you can do more when you're pro hockey but you know it's more resources and exactly. that kind of thing but right. it scales up evenly I yeah would say. exactly i mean you know you're you're the i mean the 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 you know the the plan is still there for everybody to you know be together and you know yeah. gel as a team make sure that you're you know that you're you're hanging out you know outside the rink to be able to get to know somebody outside of the rink instead of you know just you know for sure at the rink right so for us there's you know that 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 kind of uh you know dynamic doesn't really change that much but you know there there are there are differences when you when you move up from uh from pro hockey to or from you know junior hockey to pro hockey no absolutely and thank you to david follett for that question uh I'm going to do a little call back to from earlier. So, obviously, I, I assume you've learned to cook now. What's your go-to? Like, I'm going to impress you with my cooking meal. Yeah, i got to be honest. I've gotten really good at frying steak on the frying pan. And cast iron, I hope. Cast iron. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely. not a monster. No, 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 no. None of this non-stick crap for steak. Yeah, seriously, exactly. That with uh, asparagus, actually. So, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty good at doing that. I'm actually pretty good at uh, cooking a mean breakfast, but uh, yeah, there's others, you know, again, I had to learn a lot of that from, uh, you know, my mom and my girlfriend, actually. For sure. Just cause I, no you know, shame in that. No, exactly. I mean, you got to learn somewhere, right? Turn so, right. But um, yeah, for for my go-to meal, if I was to, like, you know, my pregame meal, normally yeah. I check, uh, like I cook a, uh, you know, chicken with pesto pasta Ooh. or something right and just, homemade you know, pesto or the bottled stuff you the gotta bottled draw stuff, the line yeah. somewhere oh my god yeah no I, yeah, I just told you i couldn't even do that like, <laughs> hey man homemade pesto exactly. is worth yeah. it yeah order and pestle man yeah, that's hey. you you'll never regret it yeah no absolutely but you know what i uh i think uh you know when you can start kind of learning how to cook and you know you, you're just almost more resourceful right you're able to you know just kind of you know yeah you know, cook your and a good home cooked meal is obviously outweighs any anything that you'll find anywhere else right how many so, Boneless, skinless chicken breasts do you think you've eaten in your whole life? Oh, <laughs> I love asking this question oh, no. because it's got to be in the thousands. It's probably got to yeah, at least 10,000. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that sounds crazy, but if you put it like that way, I mean, you know, we we pretty much ate chicken and pasta for, you know, every meal before games since you're like, what, six all the way till you know, right? 25, right? So, like, you look at it, you're like, that's a lot. How do you switch it up for yourself on the road? Because I know, hey, you know, we the, the team gets meals and stuff for the yeah. boys, and a lot of the times at its core, it's chicken and pasta and rice and whatever. Mm -hmm. How do you shake it up? Do you, do you have any, any, any road tips? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know what, actually, like the, uh, you know, for – for me, like, I mean, if you're, first off, if I'm not playing, I try not to eat pasta, right? If I'm not, you know, if I, you know, when I was injured, I tried not to, you know, get into the pasta too much. Yeah. That's more for when you're playing. Sure. Right? Yeah, you, you have know, to burn I mean, that off after right, all, right? exactly. So, you know, and, and, I mean, again, the team's been pretty awesome with, you know, with, you know, supplying meals and making sure that, you know, we're eating and, uh, you know, well-fed before games. For sure. So, I mean, whatever they give you, it's, it's uh, you know, you know, it's going to be a good, uh, it's going to be a good meal, but. 
Yeah, sometimes there's definitely, you know, times where you just want to go to a, a different place to go eat, yes, especially please. on the road, and just get away from, you know, the, the monotony of eating chicken and pasta. The same know, catered. Like, and don't get me exactly. wrong, it's not that the food is bad. No, it it's is, great. It it's is great. just, yeah, it absolutely. gets very repetitious. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, but you know what? It is, I mean, listen, if that wasn't the best meal for before, you know, a hockey game, then we wouldn't be eating it, right? Fair so, enough. And it wouldn't have stuck around for that long because I'm pretty sure the guys back in, like, the 1950s were probably eating that, right? Yeah, so, between cigarettes. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, <laughs> and, and that, and things, right? but, I mean, still, at the same time, though, you know, it is it is probably still the best, the, the best meal to eat before a game. No, best way to fuel up indeed. One more question for Alex Goodbranson before we finish off this episode of the Growlers Nation podcast. So, clearly... Goody, you've got the best mustache on the team. We've been through that, but I love throwing guys under the bus on this podcast. Who, second to you, first of all, will do the best and and the worst on the team. So who is second best on the Growlers in terms of their stash growing prowess? There's some, there's some, there's some good ones in there. I'm going to give credit where it's due. Absolutely. I got to be honest. I think Zach O'Brien's got a nice mustache. He does. It's, you know, it's, um, I obviously had a bit of a head start. Of course. So I, I, I'm not sure that Zach did. I can't remember. I know that he likes to generally have a beard, but it's not always as big as mine. Right. Is, right. So uh, I think that if, if we started at the same time, I think Zach would have a pretty deadly mustache for sure. Aaron Luchuk has actually got a... Yeah, he came know, back with un- a dandy. Yeah, he's got an undercover really nice mustache, actually. You look at it, you're there, you're like... Looks it like actually, a businessman. I know, it actually fits really nicely. And I like, would trust him with my banking decisions. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, it looks really good. And then, obviously, I think I know where you're going with this. Todd's curving. I mean, <sighs> Todd... I don't even know if that even considers a mustache. If that's even, you know, could be categorized mustache, as a mustache. shade. I know. I don't know if that can be because, and, you know. But he's still named connected. it too, hasn't he? This is the scurve. I don't know. I got to be honest. <laughs> I, like, I think there's a lot of things that Todd has probably named in his name that have already been created before. <laughs> Right, and that's where you know that's the Mi- that's where the Michael Scott in him probably comes out because there's definitely somebody who's done this mustache before. Actually, I'm pretty sure I saw my brother do it in junior. So, you know, hey, like it's Colt Conrad's is not too dissimilar. Oh my God, yeah, actually, you know, Colt's is a little more filled in, I think. Yeah, but I think Colt's actually got a really good mustache too, yeah. with handlebars, right? So, and you know, it kind of looks cool, especially with like kind of the five o'clock shadow he's got. So, yeah, I mean, you know what? There's there's definitely some guys that are that, that uh, I think given like a bit more time, and if they had a heck bit of a head start like me, he could probably give me a run for my money. But again, I think I. Me personally, I don't mean to be arrogant or anything, but I do think I have the best mustache just because it, I, I literally <laughs> looked up a picture of Tom Selleck <laughs> on Google and sat there for two hours just trying to, you know, like you make know, it exact, look. Looks, look, it looked pretty much exactly what he had. So that was my pl- that was my game plan, and I, th- I think it worked out nicely. I mean, someone actually made That's an understatement. Here. Yeah, I mean, I was at the Avalon Mall yesterday, and, you know, some guy was outside and just, like, walked by me, and he's like, dude, that's the best mustache I've ever seen. <laughs> no, now you're getting, you're getting recognized in public, not for being a professional hockey Absolutely. player, but for this unbelievably sick mustache. I know, yeah, I know. I was, we were out at, uh, at the Avalon Mall, <laughs> and, uh, man, Justin Brazo, and we were just looking, I was looking to get an Xbox, which I didn't buy, by the way. I know he said I wasn't a gamer, but I uh, I was looking for something because all the guys got called dude. I'm like, ah, eh, maybe I should jump into maybe it. Maybe now's the time. Yeah, but then I, you know, decided against it just because it just seemed like too much work. The guy was trying to tell me how to, you know, hook it up and the 4K and all that kind You're of like, stuff. You're like, I'm and done. Just, this is like, already too much. Yeah, my brain hurts. I can't do this. So, <laughs> I, uh, but yeah, I was walking outside and some guys there. He's like, man, he's like, that's the nicest mustache I've ever seen. That made my day. That made my day. It was three o'clock in the afternoon yesterday, and it was. 
you know, pretty pretty dark and gloomy because, you know, there was yep. no sun out, right? But, geez, I felt like a million bucks if someone said that to me. You know what I mean? I'm like, sweet, my mustache looks that good. Sweet. <laughs> so The mustache expert himself, Alex Goodbranson. Uh, thanks so much for coming on with me here today, my friend. Uh, this was awesome. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me, Bells. Really appreciate it. And that is episode 8 of the Growlers Nation podcast with our good friend Alex Goodbranson. Thank you all so much again for tuning in. This week you can catch all the Growlers games online for free at Mixler.com slash NL Growlers. Follow the Growlers on social media at NL Growlers on all platforms and follow me while you're at it on Twitter at Growlers Ballard. We will see you next time. You've been listening to the Growlers Nation podcast with Chris Ballard. Follow the Growlers all season long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at NL Growlers. Listen live to all 72 Growlers games on Mixler, M-I-X-L-R dot com slash NL Growlers.